Blog Talk Radio. Quiet, please. Welcome to Rex Sykes Movie Beat Conversations with Filmmakers, where we discuss everything film and television. Here on Movie Beat, you learn what to do and what not to do when it comes to making movies and TV. And we will talk to everyone behind the scenes and in front of the camera. And I'll provide you with the guests and information you're going to want to have whether you're a filmmaker or a fan. And so now let's move behind the scenes here at Movie Beat. My guest today is director Edward Coyson. He is uh, also the founder and director of the Naperville Independent Film Festival. He's making a movie called Precious Metal with uh, uh, Paul Servino, uh, Todd Bridges, Joe Estevez, and many other people that begins filming tomorrow in the uh, state of Illinois. So we're going to be talking to him in just a moment, uh, but... First, let me tell you that the official URL for Rex Sykes Movie Beat is R-E-X-S-I-K-E-S dot com. That's my name. I'm your host. And please do share all these interviews with your friends and industry connections, both near and far. Tweet about them, Google Plus them, Facebook them, but share them because Rex Sykes Movie Beat is really a resource designed to make uh, help you make your projects faster, quicker, um, easier with less expense and to advance your careers and they're absolutely free and all we ask you to do is to share these interviews with others so that they can find them on the internet or through Facebook or, or through some social media uh, or tell about, tell people about it in, in everyday life. I went to a, a film fundraiser yesterday and, and people say, oh, you're Rex I was just somebody was just telling me I have to listen to your show or uh, you're Rex I listen to your show. So please share it, spread the word. And also, one other thing I really, really, really want you to do is leave comments at the player window in the comment window, uh, whether you listen live or archived. And all of the shows record live, so you can join us in the chat room. The chat room is open right now and uh, and are as available as uh, podcasts at the iTunes store. So also uh, rate and review the shows at the uh, iTunes store. All right, so the chat room is uh, up. And I want to thank everyone who joins us there. I want to thank my guest, Edmund, for joining us, and we're going to bring him on right now. Edmund, how are you? I'm doing good, Rex. Thank you for having me on your show. Well, I, I'm glad to uh, to have you on. Uh, the, what the listeners don't know is we did an interview uh, uh, about two years ago, and it was a video interview, and the, there was a problem with the, the tape, and so it didn't get up. But uh, I'm so glad to have you back and to be able to thank talk you. Uh, to you now. Um, both as the director of the Naperville Independent Film Festival and the director of this uh, this exciting upcoming movie that you're shooting in the in the Wilmette area. Well, thank you. Um, it's it's been a, a sorry I got stuff happening all over. You're busy. I I bet you're busy. <laughs> I have to turn it off. Um, yeah, it's it's been a nice uh, roller coaster of. Uh, of emotions and uh, work and the people 
uh, as you probably know, uh, when you are busy with a couple items like I am with the film festival and working in the movie, it became a little bit overwhelming. So I kind of uh, had a, the, you know, hand over to my wife last night uh, quite a bit of the work for the festival and focus on the film uh, this uh, spring. Let's put it that way, you know. I, I can imagine. I can imagine. So, so let's tell the the listeners a little bit about your background first. You uh, you're in the Illinois area, and you you are the founder of the Naperville Independent Film Festival. But but you're not from Illinois. No, no, no. I'm not from Illinois. Definitely, I was born and raised in a small town, northern Illinois. Uh-huh. And my dream as a and my dream as a child was to come to America, uh, like many kids over there, I'm sure. And uh, I made the dream come true when I was uh, just about 24, uh, and uh, I've been here ever since. Uh, I this is my country. Aha! Uh-huh. Very cool, very cool. So, um, how did you get involved in film? What what were what were the steps that you took? Well, my step, um, I I got involved in the stage play as a, a teenager. And uh, I think my shyness drove me to do writing more than acting and uh, to overcome the shyness. I kept on trying to act as much as I could, but I was actually drawn to uh, write and direct, uh, you know. And uh, so you have to admit your, uh, you know, your uh, shortcomings sometimes, and that maybe was one of my shortcomings. Uh, and uh, I, I just moved forward. Uh, I just put my dream in front of me. I say I'm going to make movies, and I'm not going to stop until I get to the top. And uh, then what happened? Uh, of course, I came to the states at that age, 24 and a half, and then uh, worked different jobs. You know, all over. You can name it. You know, from uh, construction to waiters to uh, cutting hair, a barber. But the passion was still in me, and I could not get rid of it, and I didn't want to get rid of it. So I started taking uh, screenwriting lessons uh, in English, obviously. And then the next step, uh, I started making short stories. And then, uh, you know, I met this wonderful lady after my first divorce. Uh, and uh, her name is Glasna, and she became my wife. And we've been together for 22 years now. And this is someone that supported me, uh, you know, from the top to the bottom. Uh, uh-huh. it's, just, it's just a fantastic woman. Story short, uh, she said, let's start a film festival in 2007. And I said, you are crazy. And uh, I think I was the craziest one because I did start the film festival. And uh, <laughs> it's been, uh, it's just been fantastic. Uh, has brought me uh, so many people. I love, love, love working with filmmakers. I love to support <laughs> filmmakers because as a filmmaker, I didn't get the support that I wanted. That's why I started the film festival. And I think our festival is definitely geared to the filmmaker uh, at least 99%. Uh, and uh, in the, the fact of the matter is, you work so hard to make a movie, whether it's a short or a feature, you want to have a decent theater to screen your movie. You want to have as much coverage as possible. You want to have as much uh, uh, notoriety for what uh, your craft is and your talent. And you need a festival to put that on the platform. Um, it's, it's a long story, but make, make it a little bit short here. We actually uh, were contacted by distribution company over the years, and this has grown quite a bit. Of course, deals come and go, uh, you know, uh, but a deal comes to you, it's up to you if you want to take it or not. <clears throat> so a lot of distribution companies have been looking at our films. 
And because we have quality, we have quantity, but we have quality. And uh, I like to focus on quality. <clears throat> but another thing that I have done that I know other film festivals don't do, we created uh, like an ebook type. Like, so let's say you enter your film, and let's say it doesn't get uh, uh, the qualification that you deserve, and you are not going to be screened at the festival. Well, I get all this information from the jurors. Okay, I got 21 jurors. I'm sorry, I got to drink some water here. 21 jurors that are actually working hard every day to find the best of the best. So if you don't qualify for us to screen your movie, there is a reason. You need to know what the reason is. Is the lighting a problem? Is the uh, editing a problem? Is the sound a problem? Is the camera angle? What is the problem? So this book gives you a reference to different uh, websites, different people that you can actually call and hear a voice behind that phone telling you, I would do this for you, or whatever, or uh, suggest a book, or suggest a trick, uh, whatever, something. So I got a great feedback from filmmakers because of this, where they saw that I paid attention. And let me give you a quick example. A filmmaker, uh, I could not reach him via email, so I called him, because that's the next step that I do after I email. If I cannot get reach, reach them, I just call. So I called him, and uh, we talked for a little while, and I told him why. So I said, I will mail you physically in a letter the reasons why you don't make the final cut, and this is from the jurors. They all told me, and here's the proof on paper, that you do not make it because the sound. It's a great story, but the sound really sucks, and you have to fix this. So we went through the conversation, and he was happy like a client. And then he calls me back. He goes, are you sure you're the founder? I say, yeah, I'm sure. I can even talk to the secretary when I call to other film festivals. And you are actually calling me? I said, well, yeah, because I'm a filmmaker, first of, uh, first of all. So this is the attention that we give to the filmmaker. Rex. This is what the filmmaker needs to know. Why am I not succeeding? And fix, rectify that problem. This is how I feel. It does seem, I mean, I, I really like that because it does seem that there are people who, you know, with all of their best intentions, sometimes deliver, you know, a, a less than wonderful product. And, uh, you know, that's sad or unfortunate, but and it is the, you know, those things that can really uh, prevent them from moving forward. So, you know, having having you say, hey, you know what, I mean, this is a serious business, and uh, if you're new to it, you know, you need to treat it as a serious business, and you need to, you know, examine what you're doing and make mm -hmm. sure that you deliver on the quality um, mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, very important uh, point. I think that, that uh, you know, people don't, people don't hear it enough, maybe. Right. You know what, I have tens and tens of filmmakers that they've been entering since day one. And probably half of them, if not 75% of them, did not make it the first year or the second year. But they kept on improving to what I told them it was wrong, to make it very simple. If I say the sound sounds is not good, if I say the lines are too long, I'm not the judge. They are the judges. I'm just you know handing you over the results. And if you take the results seriously, and you fix those problems, eventually you will succeed. I mean, we have cameras today that you can shoot a movie like a pro, like Hollywood style. You know what I'm saying? So all right. you need is to have all these elements that has, have to be perfect. And by perfect, I mean it has to be excellent. Good is not good enough anymore. It has to be excellent. 
everything. Uh, that, that's that's very true. I mean, that's very true. And I think with now, you know, <clears throat> there's a certain amount of you know film festival proliferation in this country, which is on the one hand a wonderful thing, on the other hand not mm-hmm. such a good thing, um, mm-hmm. because because sometimes you know it is a matter of of programming and getting things in and needing to fill the hours and everything else, and the attention to quality isn't always there. I've attended some festivals like this and, you know, am dismayed. I've attended other festivals that, you know, seem to really have a sense of what good programming is all about. And I would hope that, and it, what sounds nice is that, you know, you're trying to to keep the the bar high with the film festival. You're trying to, you know, to, to, to keep it a professional, you know, professional experience. And, 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 and you know, you know what I think it is? It's really, truly an experience for the audience and if and if it's well programmed yes. and you've got professional films then the audience the people who come who love films get to see really really wonderful product that that's mm-hmm. an awesome thing and and the <clears throat> giving back that's what you want to do you want to give back to the filmmaker the filmmaker gives back to me this year we apply for a qualification to be a film festival accredited to the academy uh-huh. So I think uh, the the uh, about three months ago or three months ago I sent out everything to LA. So we're just waiting to be uh, qualified. Hopefully we are qualified uh, before we begin the 2014 entries. But uh, to get to the point, being qualified for uh, the academy, it is a huge, huge benefit for the filmmaker again because we will be set in a uh, in two different categories. Animation and short live action, uh-huh. and that means that anything that's not over a year old has to be within a year of, of the, the uh, you know completion. Has uh-huh. sent to us has entered our festival and they have been nominated for uh-huh. either or and they have won. And if you have won, that means that film AYZ will go to the academy through us because you are going to be in the pool now and they are going to extract five or three, depending which category you are, for the Oscar. So this is, uh, I mean, I call it a quick quick road to the success because you all have to do is enter a few festivals that are accredited, and if you're lucky enough or if your project is good enough, you get selected. Now, if you're lucky enough with the Academy, you get picked up. And as you probably understand, once you are nominated for an Oscar, you are nominated, period. Whether you want or not, you're nominated. Done. Right. Right, no, that's 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 truly very cool. Uh, well, th- that's exciting, and and good luck with that. I hope that that uh, that, that turns Thank out you. in you know in 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 the way that you would like it to turn out. Let me um, uh, mention just before we go further that the Naperville Film Festival uh, website is Naper N A P E R N is in Nancy A P is in Peter E R Filmfest dot org. It's Naperfilmfest dot org. And uh, you can go and check that out at at the website. Um, so you for the uh, for the festival. I mean, you, do you do feature programming as well, or is it mostly shorts and animation? Oh no, we do everything. We cover from uh, feature film, feature documentary, short documentary, animation live. Um, I mean, animation live, a short live action animation. Um, uh, I'm missing something here. Um, you know, you draw a blank uh, screenplay. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, 
Anyway, it's everything listed up on the site as well. So we cover every basis. Sure. You know, we even have a, a music video and a, um, a mobile phone uh, entries. We just started that. Um, so we we cover all the the different uh, media there. Wow, very cool. Very very cool. And um, so let's talk a little bit about how this came to be. The festival. Yeah, I mean, in other words, you, you know, you mentioned well, it a bit. Uh, yeah. What does so it, my what wife, does it take said, to start with? Uh, well, it takes. It's like, it took me 18 months, uh, and not I say me, uh, not as a person, as a group. Uh, you know, my wife and I got together uh, with uh, Gary Prattle, the uh, you know the co-founder, and we just started working really hard toward making a number one film festival, and our goal was to make something that was in comparison to a big festival like Sundance or stuff like that. So we found the perfect location. We found the perfect theater. Uh, there's a lot of uh, legality, as you know. In a nutshell, 18 months later, we had our film festival in 2008. And uh, it was a great success. Uh, the only thing that I would not do if you want to start a film festival don't get too many locations. You might lose control of uh, your location and uh, kind of dilute the the process and uh, the event. Another thing that I, I would suggest... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I've, I've seen that happen. I've seen the film festivals that are centrally located and then they try and branch out or they try to, you know, put you go to different theaters in different cities and, and somehow it, 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 rather than really allowing for more people to attend it tends to dilute what there is because nobody seems mm -hmm. to you know no one's all gathered in the same place so it seems like a smaller less dynamic festival than it than it would have been if it was just you know all in one place right and centralized that's why the first year yeah the first year we had like eight locations if i'm not mistaken and uh, then we narrowed down to basically two locations uh later on and so if you have a hub, uh, let's say um, a theater only, and then you have another location for the opening night or the closing night like we do, um, then it's good enough because people know if they want to see something from the festival, that is the location and that is location only. So there's no uh, mistakes whatsoever. Uh, another thing that we do uh, in grand style, I would call it, is the uh, war ceremony, the closing night. It's always the last night. That's when we give away the awards. Um, I'm sure you have seen the award we give away. And mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. all I can tell you comes from a very prestigious uh, company in Chicago that they are affiliated with a very, very prestigious event that happens every spring in California. And I leave it at that. Um, oh, that's very cool. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's just uh, uh, something that you cherish. Let, let me give you a quick story here. Yes. 2009 or 10, I'm not quite sure. I had a filmmaker from Michigan that won for best director. And uh, at the rap party that night, we were having, uh, you know, a glass of wine and, uh, you know, mingling around. And here comes the wine, and he has to pay. So he's got in one hand the trophy. He pulls out the wallet. He pays. Then he's thinking, should I put down the trophy or the wallet back in my pocket? He just puts down the wallet and grabs the wine. But he never never let go that trophy. Uh-huh. That's very, that's very, that's cool. Okay. That's, that's. 
Yeah, no, that, um, that's very neat. Can you um, tell the listener right now just some of the things that they can do? I mean, they know the website, but in terms of uh, of uh, submitting to the festival and when the when the next festival is that they would be mm-hmm. submitting for. Sure. The, the festival wrapped up, the entry wrapped up April 15. We always try to wrap it up in uh, late spring as possible. And then uh, we start the festival and we're going to screen the movies September 14 to the 21st. Right after that day, the 22nd, we start you know, accepting films. If not that day, the day after, whichever, but very close to the end of uh, September, we will be accepting for 2014. And uh, as I mentioned before, uh, if you qualify with the Oscar, it has to be no more than a year old. But understand, if you have a different category, you know, or even a film that uh, is, uh, you know, two years old, you can still enter because you still can still win an award from us. You will just not go in that pool. You know, that's all. But, you know, feature film and documentary, uh, you know, anything. And then uh, what we do then, that uh, week of the screening, we show um, a lot of local films because we need to promote our local filmmakers. So my goal is always to find the gem documentary or the gem feature film that was shot in the area, and by the area I mean by in Illinois area, and then we premiere it right here. If the film is worthy and there's a message and everything is fine, I mean this is what we're looking for to bring it to the public so the public can see what you've been working so hard for. And that's that's the goal, the premiere. It makes you a number one there. And then from there, you might even go down to be nominated. You know, and at times you win too. And that has happened before. You know, uh, I cannot predict that. All I can I can say, if you if your film is good, you you can be a premiere. So I always welcome people that say, hey, here's a trailer of my movie. Uh, I would like to enter, but I could be premiere too. And then we can discuss that. You know, maybe we can do both. It all depends. Well, that's very cool. That's that's uh, that's very cool. So um, you are about to embark on directing a feature film tomorrow, and it yeah. does. As, as we, I mentioned some of the names. I'm going to have to pull a window up here and see if I can get more of the names again, um, and uh, and talk a little bit more about the the movie. But uh, let's see here. We have. Um, Computer is slow today. It is amazing. So it's uh, again. It stars uh, Paul Servino. It's an Amarok production. It's a murder yep. mystery, precious metal. It's shooting outside of Chicago, and you've got again uh, Todd Bridges, Malay Mitchell, or Malay Mitchell, Joe Estevez. You've got some uh, uh, local actors like Jody Russell and Andy Sinclair, Yasin Panyankov, Dan Waller. Um, Lauren Lanzarine, Fernando Alvar. I hope I'm not doing justice to the names. Paul Tinsley, Diane Shaw, and Diane Bischoff, uh, among mm-hmm. o- among others. And um, and you are directing it, Edwin Coyson, and 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 you co- and uh, it is produced by uh, Deanna Cooper. So uh, yeah, she uh, she's also known for the I Heart Shaky with Steve Gutenberg and Beverly D'Angelo and mm-hmm. and. Um, this is all very exciting. So, um, uh, so how did this movie come about? Now, you and I met up a couple of years ago. You were you told me that that this was a movie that you were at that time uh, talking with some other people about, and and I was a little bit familiar with it. I didn't realize this was the same feature, and and since we had met 
this is 2013. It must have been 2011, I would guess. Um, I think so. Um, um, how, how, how did it? The origins were before the time that we met. So how did how did the movie come about? Well, uh, I wrote a short story called 72 Hours, and um, that was about a six-minute uh, short story. And then one day in 2010, um, through a f- suggestion of, from a friend, I I say, hey, now let me take this short story and turn it into a feature film. So Glass and I uh, sat down and uh, dissect the short story and uh, rewrote the story itself. And then we took it from that point on and start uh, developing the screenplay. And um, I would say about a year and a half into the development of the screenplay, we were about the 25 or 26 draft already. Um, that brings me back to talk about the festival for a second. <clears throat> I had a, an entrance from uh, Naperville that he wanted to deliver uh, straight to my house uh, a documentary. So he came on a Monday morning and he brought me the documentary. We sat down in my office, which he chat a little bit. And then uh, he looked on my desk. Uh, and uh, I think when we met, Rex, you saw the poster that I had. But I'm yeah. not quite sure. I, I'm assuming you did. I think and, so, uh, yeah. So, yeah, he, he saw the same poster because nothing was changed at that time yet. Uh-huh. And he says, what is that? So I told him that I was, uh, uh, you know, all set and ready to go, although I thought I, I, thought I was, but I wasn't, uh, and shoot this movie. All I needed was the financing. And, um, and honestly, I say, I need 50 grand and I can do this. And he looked at me like I asked for 50 cents. He goes, I, I can't risk that overnight. And, you know, everybody says they can do something and then it doesn't happen, especially when you talk about money. And right. uh, he asked me if he could read the screenplay. I say, sure, read the screenplay. It's not a problem. So I give him the screenplay. Ten o'clock, he calls me. Sunday. He goes, Edman, I love, love, love the story. I said, do you like the screenplay? He goes, I love, love, love the story. I say, good. Can I be part of this? I say, absolutely. Sure can. And we start working, Leonard, Lesson and I, and we went up to 52 drafts. And it was a struggle wow. because uh, we looked at every scene, Rex, and we turned every scene into a short story. And by that I mean we every scene has a middle, a beginning, middle, and an end. Uh-huh. But the end needs the beginning of the other scene and vice versa. You know, the end of the one before needs the beginning of the, the, the next one. Um, but to go too far out here in the complexity of uh, writing a screenplay, but Leonard took a lot of courses in screenwriting and uh, in uh, forensic science and uh, all the stuff because this is what we deal with forensic science in this uh, uh, film. He just wanted to be knowledgeable because it doesn't come from a film industry. He just wanted to be knowledgeable about uh, writing a little bit and then about the subject that we were talking about. Story short, one day I met my friend Deanna and uh, uh, we just start talking about, uh, I think the festival we're talking about, maybe posters that she needed to hand over to me. And uh, she said, what's, what's going on with you beside the festival? And I told her, and uh, I said, I'm going to, I'm the, one of the writers, I'm going to direct and producer. And uh, she just looked at me and stood back. She said, are you crazy? I go, well, I know I'm crazy. Few people told me that before, but uh, what's new? She goes, you cannot direct and produce and do all this stuff. I mean, uh, how many hours uh, you think you're going to work a day, 24? And so that led us to meet with Leonard, and then we felt, and I felt, and my wife blessed us, she really, really, really felt that uh, Deanna was 
the perfect person because he's been following her in her development to uh, sell um, iHeartShake. The marketing that she's doing with this woman is just, you know, unbelievable. She's just so fantastic that I told Len, we got to have to be on board. So we hire her as a producer. And boy, am I glad we did because I realized that at the level that we were going, uh, quality, uh, quantity of actors and everything just grew tenfold, okay? So let's put it this way. We are at a point that this is like a Hollywood movie. We can shoot, it uh, looks like it's a $5 million budget or even a ten. That's what we're going to be as a look and feel. Um, regarding the actors, it was a struggle. Of course, it's always a struggle. We sifted through and we found the best. And uh, let me give you the best. Paul Sorvino is the best for Frank. Fiona Durif. Fiona Durif, she's a fabulous actress. She's a young actress, but she's just fabulous. And uh, those are the two people that when I, not Paul, but uh, Fiona, when I saw her audition, I was, I almost fell off the chair. I'm like, oh my God, this is my duty. This is the duty that I dreamt about for years and years and years. She was bringing out emotions. She was bringing out uh, feelings and, and movements and everything that I foresee a long time ago happening, but I never actually see a person doing what I thought about, what I imagined. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So she was the one. And, and you know, actually, Paul Sorvino, there's no addition to do with him. Because when I talked with him the first time, I was like, Wow. This guy read the screenplay really, really deep. He went below the subtext. He went, I don't know where he went, but he dug out stuff that uh, I almost didn't even understand myself. It was just amazing how close he was to the character. And he says, I would love to do this project with you. I said, boy, I love to. And here we are. Uh, I met Paula, when did I meet him? A few days ago, uh, you know, in person. And we've been rehearsing and we spent hours and hours and hours together going over the screenplay. Fantastic. Fantastic guy. He's perfect. He's just what I want. Fiona, I spent a little bit less time because she's got less demanding role, uh, you know, versus Paul. But again, a very talented actress, um, smart, cute. She's got all the attributes of my uh, Judy. And then we attach a bunch of talented people. Jody Russell, I mean, she's just fabulous. Uh, uh, Matt Bushell, uh, Todd Bridges. Uh, Diane, Diane Shaw from Chicago, she, she's just amazing. And you know Joe Estevez as much as I do, probably. Uh, Diane Bishop. Oh, we have Michael Sorvino on board. Uh, he plays a cop role. Malaya Mitchell. I need, I need to stop here a second about this woman. This woman, she's just so sweet. She was so close to get Judy's role until I got Judy. Let me put it that, this way. She's just way too sweet. You know, it's just fantastic. Chase Mazur from Chicago. We got uh, Aaron De La Villa from Chicago. Yasem Payankov, I probably butchered his name. Uh, beautiful young lady that was in uh, IR Shaky, Riley Bear. Fantastic actress. She's probably 14, 15. Dan Weller, Robert Zadar, Paul Tinsley, uh, Don Gingle, Valerie Gorman, Lauren Lazarine. Uh, Joette Waters. I love Joette. Joette, she's a great actress. She's got half a century of experience. She, uh, during the reading, she brought the, the character alive like I never thought possible. We actually applauded. That was just fabulous. Uh, Jason Schultz from Aurora. 
Um, and there's a ton more, you know. I can't go through everybody, but... Oh, Peter uh, Simon, fantastic actor. Uh, St. Clair, uh, another great actor. Uh, we have a fantastic act, uh, cast, but let me add one, one more thing. We could not succeed, and we will not succeed without a, an astonishing cast, uh, crew. Our crew uh, is, is just the best. Uh, we interview people, Deanna and I, and I wanted the best, she wanted the best. We always try for the best in everything that we do. Uh, I know I'm talking probably too much here about uh, you know certain stuff, but uh, uh, my DP, uh, my first AD, Josh, my DP, uh, uh, Ross, all these people, um, we just came together and had a vision together of the screenplay and story, and it's working just like a clock, perfect Swiss clock, by the way. <laughs> That's very very cool. So um, so let me ask you these. Steps and, and let me just check the time here for a second and see where we are. Um, actually, let me take a quick break and then let me let, check the steps that you had with uh, you know securing Mr. Servino because because you know filmmakers oftentimes go you know how do I get a Hollywood star you know and then yeah, of course you Todd Bridges and others so so you, that process of of you know whether you go through the agent or directly and how that works will be uh, something I know our listeners are going are going to want to. Uh, find out about. And uh, we're going to take a break and say that you're listening to Edward Coyson, director of an upcoming movie shooting uh, starting tomorrow with uh, Paul Servino and Todd Richards and others. Uh, uh, be sure to listen to the show to catch all the names. But uh, uh, his website for the Naperville Independent Film Festival is naperfilm.org, or I'm sorry, naperfilmfest.org, N A P E R filmfest.org. And uh, mm-hmm. you're listening to us right now on Rex Ike's Movie Beat. The official web address is R-E-X-S-I-K-E-S dot com. Keep in mind there are over 400 hours of professional filmmakers sharing their expertise with you that are archived right there at that site. You can listen from the site live or archived anytime 24-7. You can listen to Blog Talk Radio, and you can also get them from the iTunes store absolutely free as podcasts. So please do share them and do leave comments, whether you listen live or archived at the player window, and uh, rate and review the podcast. My next guest coming up tomorrow, June 4th, at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific. The normal time of the show is director Todd Robinson. Uh, He directed the movie Phantom. He's returning to the show. On Wednesday, the 5th, is Julian Adams, producer of Phantom. Again, same time and same place. And on Thursday, the 6th, is Pendentium, producer, director, writer, Pendentium. He's he's joining us. Julian and, and Penn produced Phantom. Julian also uh, produced and starred in a movie called The Last Confederate. And Penn, of course, you know from Backdraft and Robin Hood and, and a whole host of other movies. Amy Jo Berman, casting director, Hollywood casting director, is coming up on Friday the 7th. We've got Doug Richardson, who wrote Die Hard. Uh, Bad Boys, Money Train on the 11th. Tom Malloy, who's an independent producer. He's produced, uh, I believe, four, maybe five independent features that he's also acted in some of those. He uh, was raised $25 million over a, period of a, sh- of a short period of a few years to uh, make his movies. Alex Cruz is a martial artist and actor and a tactical consultant coming up on the 13th. And Peter Marshall will return on the uh, 14th for... Uh, the director's series will be part 26. Uh, be sure to tune in and listen to all of these fine, fine, fine guests. And uh, I will be in Los Angeles from the 18th uh, until mid-July on business. 
So if we're in the L.A. area and we get to meet up, that's fantastic. If not, the show will be on hiatus, so go ahead and listen to all of the over 400 hours of programming. Uh, you'll be glad you did. So, again, you're listening to Rex Sykes Movie Beat. Edward, Edmund Coyson is uh, our guest, and we're returning back to him now. And uh, as we do, please share the show and the guests with your friends and connections. All right, Edmund, I had asked you, how do you go about getting a, a, a quality actor like uh, Paul Servino? What what steps do you have to go through with that? And very simple, Rex. Get yourself a good producer. That's a good answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, simple. If you have a good producer, the producer will manage a lot of aspects of the, the production of the film, as you probably uh, know. Uh-huh. And he or she will definitely get the best. Uh, I I speak from experience because Deanna Cooper, that's what she has done. We cast a lot of people in Chicago, and that was much easier because you know you just meet them in person or uh, Skype, and it's done. But when they are in LA, it's different. You know, um, the biggest name live not in Chicago or in the area; they live in LA or New York. So it was a lot more difficult. But uh, there's a lot of um, a lot of work behind the scene from the producer to you know grab that actor. Uh, what what is she offering to this? specific actor that makes him or her compelled to be part of this movie. So not only you have to know who to call or who to email, but you also have to know how to go about it. Uh, you know, and Diana spent many years in LA working at, I think at um, um, Fox and at, uh, it was another company she worked, I can't think right now, uh, New Line I'm, I'm imagining. Uh, so she's got at least 20 years over there. And she brings a nice uh, folder of uh, experience that, uh, you know, Len Glesson and I saw uh, right off the bat. And uh, I just say, if you want to get a good actor, get yourself a good producer. And uh, if you want to know a good one, just call me. I know. Well, that's very cool. But do, do, is, uh, is Deanna now in the Chicago area? Yeah, she lives in Chicago, area. yeah. Yeah, in the western mm-hmm. suburbs, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so you, you, in essence, she handled all of the details with uh, securing Paul. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, the line and producer, I, you know, she's involved big time as well. You know, everybody in the in the in the uh, group, you know, the line producer, the the marketing uh, people, uh, Deanna, you know, but uh, they all answer to Deanna. Let's put it that way. So. Of course, of course. No, very cool. Well, I, the only reason I ask is, you know, I mean, it, it, you know, in terms of, you know, he he obviously must have gotten the script or read the script. How long is how how long is 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 uh, your your schedule there that you're shooting? Uh, I mean, days you mean? Yeah. Yeah, probably twenty three days. Twenty three days. That's that's uh, yeah. that's very cool. I'm sorry, not twenty three days. Up to the twenty third of June, which is uh, the twenty third. So uh, the eighth to the yeah, nineteen days. 19 days, yeah. Well, that's very yeah, cool. Very, very yeah. heavy schedule. We we are shooting 12 hours a day, uh, six days a week. Um, and, you know, uh, let's go back for a second to the to getting uh, a good actor. Uh, it depends what do you want as a good actor, too. You know, there's a lot of good talent local, too. Um, and even a lot of talent in California that you can tap on. You know, uh, again... Just get yourself a good producer, and or again call me, and I uh, will direct you the hopefully the right way for what you're looking for. Oh, that's very cool. That's that's very cool. Um, so, 
can you tell us first a little bit about the story and and who you know Paul plays and uh, and then we'll get into you know actually you know the workings of 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 what you're going to be doing for a little bit. Uh, let's put it this way: he is fighting for both of them, and I'm talking about Frank. He's fighting for a second chance. He's having a second chance to be a father. And she having a second chance at life, and there are other characters in the story that have a second chance, but they don't take it. That's really a, a very short uh, log line I can give you right here. Right, and, and he's, uh, a, he's a detective that's that's uh, trying to help his daughter. He's a detective that's about to retire, and uh, he finds out that he has a daughter, and uh, at the same time that he he, he try to get her attention and uh, basically do something to help her. His best friend, Charlie, gets murdered. So Frank goes from basically having nothing in his life. He's a widower. He lost a wife and a daughter 10 years earlier. And now he's all, all his life is work, nothing else. So, uh, you know, he's a lonely person. And he finds himself all of a sudden uh, having to help this daughter that as a she's a heron addict and help uh, the investigation of, of the best friend Charlie that just got murdered and then we have the uh, opposition in the story which is Danny uh, I would call it a cop gone bad and um, I think the synopsis the very good synopsis it's on the on the website Precious Metal of the movie and it gives you a much uh, shrunk version and a quick understanding of what the story is all about. So I would suggest anyone interested just go to preciousmetalthemovie.com. I'm glad you said that because I had not yet given out uh, the uh, movie website. In fact, I didn't even have it. Uh, we'll show you where I was at with that, so I apologize. Yeah. Precious Metal. No, that's right. and let, me rem- yeah, let, let me remind everyone that uh, uh, precious is spelled like you would spell it, but metal is a difference, M-E-T-T-L-E. Okay? That's how you spell it. It's your essence, who you are, preciousmetalthemovie.com. And it's themovie.com, correct? Yes, themovie.com, correct. All right, very cool. And um, and so people can go there and find out more. Now, so who plays who so so who plays opposite uh, Paul Servino? Besides his daughter, well, I mean, who can you? Oh, oh tell us? yeah, we have uh, Matt Bushell, a comic uh-huh. actor from LA as well. And again, if you do IMDb, you find out what he has been to, and uh, I believe uh, one of his biggest success was Twilight. Not just a small movie, too, right? <laughs> no, that, yeah, just just a small movie. You're right. Just a, just a tiny movie, Twilight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, and everybody knows, you know, Todd Bridges and uh, the rest of the cast. I think uh, the cast will be all up there. If they're not all up there, I've been just so busy that I had no time to uh, look at the website in a couple of days. I understand. So, um, um, what I'd like to uh, do is 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 this is it, is there much action in the movie? Is is it? Uh, I mean, it's a mystery. I mean, how? What can you? Um, well, it's going to take us through. Uh, it's 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 a mystery um, within a mystery within a mystery, but there is a justice that. Uh, um, there's a, uh, 
redemption, there's justice, there's corruption, there's uh, vindication, there's uh, um, there's so much in this story. Um, a lot of elements of uh, everybody's life can be, you might have a little corner of your life in there, or you might know someone that was in a situation like that. It will bring a lot of reality. It's touching a lot of points. And the, uh, the, the nutshell of the story beside the second chances is also the, the fact that we are plagued by heroin worldwide. Um, but heroin has hit lately, in the last decade, I would say, heavier than ever before. Uh, the statistics are just like mind-boggling. So uh, I wanted to bring the subject out of the heroin and uh, you can succeed by getting rid of heroin and this story hopefully helps people to understand either not to get into it or that there is a way out uh, and for them there is a second chance as well. I, I think the story is all about second chances. You know, once you really analyze the entire process of the story from the beginning to end, it's second chances for everybody. So everybody's got a second chance. Whether you take it or not, it's up to you. That's it. That's very cool. That is, that's truly very cool. So, what in bringing this picture, you know, from script to now pre-production, and then you know to where you film tomorrow? I can't ask you what production issues you may or may not have, but I can ask you about pre-production and getting the story this far. You know, different hurdles or or like the financing. You said you you know you went to somebody and you know he loved the script. How, can you without giving you know any names away necessarily? Can you tell us how you right. got the financing and 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 went from there and 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 uh, and how you and Deanna worked to put this into into motion? This was privately financed, and uh, you know we were lucky enough to find the people that were uh, loving the story and they saw the success of the story thereafter. So by success of the story thereafter, I mean. Uh, we will be able to distribute this movie in a different country, different location, different uh, portals, you know, from DVD, theaters, and so on. Uh, there is a need to scream out loud what's in the story. So the people that invested in this movie, they saw the benefit to invest. They saw the potential, and that's why we found the people. Very cool. Very cool. And did it? How long did it take? I mean, it, in terms of your, yeah. I mean, it's been a while. Months. It took months, but um, again, it was a process. We went from, uh, you know, uh, a different group of people. We had presentation. We had, uh, you know, all different kind of approach to bring people to understand what we want to say in the story. And then we found the right niche because we probably narrowed it down enough to a group of people that would be interested. And uh, once we found a group of people, that was it. You know, it's, it's not easy to find money these days to, to make a movie uh, because the, the chances of uh, not succeeding are pretty high. But when you start mitigating all this uh, uh, situation, all these different elements in the, in the screenplay, uh, let me put it this way. The screenplay is the foundation, Okay. If uh -huh. you don't have a good story, I don't care how good the actors are. I don't care what, what you have camera-wise. It doesn't really matter. It's the story that counts. But then at the end of the road is the marketing. If the marketing, if you don't have the money to market your movie, don't make your movie. Or cut down the budget for your movie and use at least 30% of your budget for marketing. Marketing is what's going to sell the movie, not the movie, marketing. 
I will repeat it over and over. If you cannot market your movie, you will not sell it. So save money for the marketing and adjust your marketing accordingly so you can have at least 20% for marketing. But I would suggest 30% for marketing uh, because you're going to need a lot of money to push this forward. Otherwise, it will become another closet film and it's going to stay there until you throw in the garbage. You know, I'm really happy that you said that because that that does seem to be the issue that a lot of people face, and that is they raise just enough to get through post-production, but they don't raise enough to uh, market the movie. Uh, well, at one time, deliver prints if they needed to. You know, now it's it's digital media in most cases, but they they still there's fees associated with that. Enter festivals or travel with their movies. So uh, you raise uh, you know an absolutely excellent point that, you know, we all need to heed, and that is, you know, the budget that you use to produce and, and post-produce your movie is is one thing, but when raising money, you need to raise money to, to sell your film, to market your film. And um, and, and people should, should, should very much hear and heed that. Um, and that's, that's excellent advice. Uh, so in terms of getting the... You know the money together. Uh, you said it took months, but you've been on the project for years. And then you said that you know you met Deanna and, and you met up with her again, and she said you know you're crazy to do this by yourself, and yeah. and uh, and then things started to happen. Um, but what kept you going in the years when you didn't have the money? I mean, in other words, sometimes it's some you get close to something and then it falls off. You get you get uh, you know speed bumps along the way, and it may look like it's never going to happen. How did you How did you manage to keep going? I mean, what? Uh... What's my secret for not stopping, not quitting? Right. I think I think there's only one. There's not really no secret. Actually, it's, it's just if you have the passion. I don't care what it is to become a, the great cyclist in the world, or to become the the, the toughest and stronger weightlifter, or uh, the best filmmaker in the world. If you don't have the passion, don't even start. That's number one. To me, the passion is the fuel for the locomotive to go forward in your journey. That's how I look at it. Aside from the passion, surround yourself with people with knowledge, people, people that knows more than what you do, like I did, Deanna. Hold on a second, sorry. Did you call me? Lisa? Okay. I don't know. Sorry. I, th I thought I heard a knock on the door. Uh, you know, you have to find yourself with people uh, that uh, um, they, they basically help you to move forward and become better. That's it. Uh, very, very, very cool. Um, I want to check the uh, the address because you're also on Twitter as Precious Metal, but I want I I, I want to make sure that I have the correct. Twitter address, and um, I don't know if you know that or not. I'm trying to. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm I, I trying know to... we are on Facebook as well. Uh, I know we are on Twitter, but unfortunately, I cannot. I don't do the manual of this stuff, so I. I really don't know. I will it find on the it. Website, everything right there, the bottom. Of yeah, the maybe page. I'll do it on the website. Um, yeah. Oh, I it's, it's precious metal. M e t t l e underscore so it's it's the precious metal underscore there's no underscore no, just press at the, the, at the end of movie. it oh. yeah no no 
at the, on the Twitter address. It's it's uh, precious metal oh, underscore at the end. No, no, no worries. I was thinking about the website. Sorry. I, I got it. No, I, I just wanted to make sure that I, I gave that out for listeners. And the website again is precious metal movie the movie dot com. Um, yep. So so pre production. What uh, you know I. I um, can you take us through some of the different aspects of pre-production that you as a director, uh, you know, face? I mean, you've got lots of decisions to make from, you know, mm-hmm. sets and locations and wardrobe and, and lenses and color palettes and, you know, uh, different kinds of right. things for the different people. Uh, what, what for you is the most challenging aspect and or the most fun aspect of, of, of pre-production? Uh, I think the, everything is challenging, uh, but, you know, again, you put yourself uh, with these people with knowledge, and uh, they will have their own team to work behind, like uh, Ross. Uh, Heron, my uh, DP, he's got a great team behind him, so I am very comfortable with him. Uh, my makeup artist, my uh, set designer, uh, my uh, first AD, uh, Josh. I mean, you know, we all have to uh, work together. We meet together every week, uh, every Tuesday for a group meeting and take forward from there and, uh, you know, do more. I did a lot of uh, location scouting uh, because as a writer, I saw where these people, uh, these characters are uh, living uh, housewives or building uh, office, wherever they would be. So I needed to see firsthand. Uh, I think my challenge for this movie was basically uh, location. Uh, it was really hard to find uh, the, the proper location. You know, there was always the bathroom was too small or too too long or too too narrow uh, or the kitchen was too small. There was always something. So finding the homes was really, really difficult. Uh, we lucked out with the police station and we lucked out big time uh, with uh, Rush Copley. She's been really, really nice just at the police station. We, we got everybody there like, oh, we can't wait to have you over here. It was just like, wow, these people really like us. And... Uh, but you see, they see, again, what I mentioned before, the passion, the drive. We are very passionate to what we do. Um, you know, uh, I get up early in the morning, I go to bed late at night. Uh, I work 12, 15, 16 hours a day. And, uh, of course, I'm tired, but uh, I don't feel that kind of fatigue that I should for the amount of time that I invest uh, each day. It's because it's the passion that keeps me uh, alive and, and going, you know, and the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Well, um uh, again, you know, it's it's uh, it's an amazing undertaking. How long? Uh, how? What about your day out of days in terms of your your cast? Because you've got names and and people, um, you know, who are there from outside the town. Are are, are you uh, how, like how long is Mister Savino there? Will he be there for the duration or for a couple of days? Or he will be there for a while. Uh, Paul Sorvino, I think he stayed the entire um, time because I stayed up to the last day. Okay, sorry. I I tried to multitask, but I can't. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. I completely understand. So... uh, I like when my wife writes me notes and she gave it to me, then I cannot read it, but that's okay. Uh, Paul will be here probably uh, till the 23rd. I think he's taking off the 24th. He's going to be attending a lot of, um, you know, interview, radio, television. 
and uh, it's going to be at the uh, White Sox game, uh, I think, uh, uh, mid-June. Um, I can't remember which one, but uh, whatever, in the middle of June, there's a game at the White Sox. He will be there. Uh, he's promoting the movie. He believes in the movie. Uh, he believes in us, too. So I forgot where I was coming from with the question that you gave me because I've been sidetracked here and there. But well, you have you have casts coming from L.A. and you've got you know local casts. You've got oh, uh, the, the, the uh, you know Paul and yeah. you've got Fiona. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, Todd and things like that. So in terms of your scheduling the actors, you know, I mean that, that's an admirable amount of time for him to be you know there on the production right. for the the well the, yeah. Joshua Schilling, uh, the first AD, has done a fantastic job, and he's still working on it because we are not done to, uh, the other day because things have changed. I just finished uh, the last rewrite basically this morning, believe it or not, uh, after spending six hours with Paul and uh, three and a half hours with uh, Fiona yesterday. Uh, so a lot of little changes were made, and uh, you know, then the next change will be right on the set where uh, we find something uh, needs to be adjusted. But, uh, you know... The day of the day, it's for the cast, it's for the location, it's for the, the background, uh, actors. It's all there. We all have it together uh, really nice. And, uh, uh, you know, we even have a day of the day for the, the set. So we know exactly who starts and what house, when, or location. Uh, it's really a detailed work that just makes, uh, you know, work much easier. You know, I think we have one, two, three, four, Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I think we have twelve or thirteen locations. You know, bottom line. So, um, are, is Fiona there as well? You said you're rehearsing with Paul and and Fiona. Yeah, Fiona's here. She's been here for a couple of days now. Yep. So how about some uh, advice that you would give? I mean, you're dealing with, obviously, with, you know, stars. I mean, Fiona and Todd and Paul. And and uh, what what advice do you have for directors out there who, you know, may be, you know, bringing in talent to their local productions and uh, wherever they are or even in Hollywood uh, in terms of working with actors and rehearsing and, 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 and creating, you know, the performances that, that you want to have up on the screen? You have some tips and suggestions and advice about working with these with these people or this um, caliber. When you are, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't look at the uh, the public uh, the public face of the actor. I look at the person when I when I'm sitting up with them. So uh, Paul is not Paul any longer. He's actually Frank, and Fiona is not Fiona anymore. She's actually Judy, and we talk in those terms because I feel like. If I'm talking to the character, then the characters listen to me uh, much easier. And uh, to go down uh, deep, you in the subject of uh, you know the, the feelings, the, where I come from in the scene, uh, where am I going? What's my objective? You know, um, what's the uh, is there a resolution to my task? Uh, what am I after? You know, there's so many questions that the actor needs to uh, have an answer in his uh, own mind. So by the time the scene begins. He knows, oh, I was coming from the kitchen and I got a plate with the scrambled eggs or, uh, you know, whatever it is. And I'm, he's going to sit down at the table, he's going to eat, and now he's talking to someone and there's a task. He's trying to do something or she's trying to do something. What this character wants from me? What do I want from that character? So you have to really take every scene, as I mentioned a little while back, 
everything has the beginning, the middle, and an end, and then you create a short story in your mind, you envision that this is your vision, and then you bring your vision to the actor. Um, I would not force that vision, because once the actor is kind of really uh, into the character, he might have a little, little different version of the way he sits at the table, okay? And that version, guess what? It could be a surprise. What's a surprise? A surprise is something that fits better in the story, something that people are going to go, wow, you know? This is cool, or it's exactly how I would sit down. I'm just giving an example. You know, it could be anything. It could be the way it turns off the radio, it could be the way it picks up the floor. It doesn't matter. Um, all this blocking that needs to be done, the light and everything, it's all, it's, we're creating a little world on the one little stage. It could be a kitchen where something is happening that tells us that from, we came from here, now we are here, and we're going to go there. We need to know why we came from there to be here now to somewhere else. There has to have always a reason. Otherwise, I mean, he has to go to the bathroom, of course. He has to go pee. End of the story. Mm -hmm. That's why he's going to the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? So, but everything has to have a reason. So I would not push any actor anything. I like to hear what they say. I like the way a line could be changed minutely. A line could be changed completely. If you are too attached to your screenplay, and as a writer director, it's difficult to let go, but you have to let go at a certain point because if you don't let go, your words do not fit the character. They may be fit for you when you wrote it, but they might be a little bit different. It might be a little bit better. Uh, 90% of the movies out there, as you well know, are a mix of screenplay and improvisation, period. A lot of movies that Scorsese has done are 50% improvisation. And by improvisation, I don't mean say what the hell you want to say. No, I just say, Say something on the subject. Make it better. Leave it. And another thing that you have to understand, once they read the screenplay, then they have to make you believe this is the first time they're seeing that line. And it's difficult to say the line for the first time if you read it before. You know where I'm going with this? I, so I, I, I didn't hear. Pardon, Pardon me? No, I say, you know, <clears throat> the actor, when he says the line, if he read it before, obviously he has... It's hard for him to make this believe that he actually saying this for the first time. You know, if I look at, uh, at uh, oh, right. Veronica there and I look at her and say, I really love you, Veronica, please don't leave me. If I say that and I know that's the line, I might not give my 100% as a character. But if I say, I beg you, Veronica, don't leave me. Well, that beg is not a screenplay, but guess what? That beg you, with my hands moving, he brought reality to the scene. So now Veronica believes that I really want her not to leave, and she's going to answer to me. So it's a, it's a mirror. Again, two actors get better as they play with each other. Well, this is very fascinating. This is this is this is really very cool. And and again, you know, you have an impressive cast of talent. Uh, Fiona Dorif has been in uh, Dorif has been in a ton of stuff. Todd Bridges, of course, all the way back to Different Strokes. Um, you mm -hmm. know, uh, Matt Bushel. You know, being yep. like you know in Twilight. I think he played Phil in Twilight. You've got. Um, uh, Mike, you know, as you said, Michael Servino and uh, uh, yeah. Jody Russell. I mean, you you you've got a, a you know a, a a good sized group of talented professional people. Um, Chris Browning, you know, coming from Sons of Anarchy and different shows, and I mean, a very busy actor. Uh, all into you Chris know, Browning will not be here. Oh, he won't. Okay, so. No. Um, 
my mistake, my bad. But uh, but you got all right. these different actors. You got but all these different actors. You do have Joe Estevez and and other. So um, again, you know the 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 notion of scheduling uh, it for a first AD and for a director for any production. You know, coordinating talent and getting them all into you know an area to shoot and to do it cost effectively. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. and people have different schedules unless they're all there for the whole time. You know, which is usually prohibitive. Um, yep. You know, it is. It's an amazing. It's an amazing amount of of work that has to be ta- undertaken. And and you know, fortunately, you get a good you know first AD who's who's doing that for you. Um, and you know, you but you, you've got these people and you're able to rehearse there in the Chicagoland area, and, uh, and you know, and, and pull this together. Now we've got literally about you know maybe 15 minutes left on the outside, and. Um, okay. And I know that I'm supposed to interview Paul. We were supposed to be talking at some point. I don't know when that oh, was. Awesome. And I know that, and that I and I and I understand that I was going to come down. I'm trying to come down. I have two sandwich events on the eighth, and they said come on, come on down to the set and visit. I think it was the eighth, which is Saturday. And I said I'm not sure if I can do it, you know, or not. But I definitely want to come and visit. And, and I would say love hi. to have you here. Well, it would be great to be there. And if I, if I can't make it on Saturday, if I could make it on Sunday, I know there's days that I that you have you know dark days that I can't come down or that you know whatever. But but uh, it would be great if I could make it on the weekend um, and and say hi and and watch the shoot, watch the production. I would love to do that. That would be fantastic. Um, so uh, let me ask you this. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a question out there to you. That's that's kind of a backhanded question. What about the production? And by that I mean it's not not a question so much as it's it's saying what is it that you want to tell us about this movie that you're making that you know in terms of it coming together and in terms of being realized in terms of of all the hard work that you had to go through um, you know it, has there been anything especially challenging that you've had to overcome or especially wonderful that you're so delighted with that, that, uh, you know, you want to share with the listeners or both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, nothing comes free. Nothing comes easy. Uh, you know, you have to work for it. Uh, you have to, you know, put your blood, sweat and tears in there. And, uh, if you think you're going to make a movie and not having uh, issues and struggles, uh, well, think again, you're absolutely wrong. But, uh, uh, you work all day to locking an actor, as an example. And then at the end of the day, finally, yes, he comes in. He comes in for what you wanted to pay him because that's all you can afford. He comes in. He's available. He's uh, moldable in the sense that you can talk to him. He's understanding. So, yes, I succeeded. Today, I went one step forward. And then the next day, guess what? He got another deal. He's gone. So now you're back to the drawing board and you start again. But you cannot give up. You cannot ever give up. Um, the way you not to succeed is to give up. The way to succeed is to ne- never give up. I mean, it's as simple as that. I don't know. I'm not a philosopher or anything. I cannot tell you any better than this. You want to succeed? Don't give up. And no matter what comes to you, don't give up. And if you don't want to succeed, then give up right now because then you're done. That's it. Uh, the best, the best thing has happened so far. Um, meeting the executive producer. Uh, being able to bring the Yan on board, uh, have a wife like Lesna. Uh, those are basically the three elements that draw me forward, you know. 
uh, and they're not exactly in the same order. I'm just going by what I looked down, you know, my paper. But uh, that's that's basically like, these are all people that believed in me, starting from Glasner, number one, and then Len believed in me, the executive producer, and then Deanna believed in me. Uh, I mean, the crew believes in me, the acts believes in me. So they make me feel important. I don't want to be important. I just want to bring the message out for the movie for people to help people. You know, uh, let me go out a little bit on tangent for a second. I lived in Amsterdam in the 70s, and I don't know if you're probably young enough to remember uh, the, the drug area in the 70s in Europe. The hub for uh, any people that wanted to do drugs freely, it was Amsterdam. But that's not right. the reason why I was there, but I was there for work. And I just happened to meet people, people that were straight, normal, you name it. And I met a lot of people that were uh, addicted to drugs. So I was face-to-face -face with this element of addiction. I've seen people dying. I've seen people today, and I didn't see them tomorrow, and I will never see them again. So that always bothered me. And so I feel like finally I'm able to tell a story. If I help one person to give up and never touch heroin, I think I succeeded. That's that's a good thing for me. That's how I that's feel, weird. you know. That's very but cool. Let me to the filmmakers now. Let me give a little, little um, of a say to the filmmaker before I, I think we wrap up in a few minutes. You are a filmmaker. You want to make movies. Dig inside yourself. You have passion. Go forward. If you don't have passion, maybe you should redirect yourself to something else. But if you have that passion, deep passion inside of you that you cannot do anything else in life but making movies, then go forward and, and knock at every door. Keep on knocking. Keep on going. Uh, get slapped in the face, get kicked in the ass because you will. And just wear the armor. Don't let the armor ever go through anything. Keep on going forward because it's never too late to be who you could have been yesterday or 20 years ago or 30 years ago. It's never too late. And I'm a proof. I'm a proof. I'm, you know, about a little bit older than you, Rex. And, you know, I think this is my uh, success to be able to make such a movie, such a powerful movie. But it's not my success only. It's the people around me that makes the success possible. You know, uh, it's about listening to people, and they listen to you. If the story was worthless, this would never be happening. I would never be talking to you today if the story had not a, a deep truth in it, a deep reality uh, uh, element. It wouldn't. We wouldn't be talking now. So for all the filmmakers, I don't care what you do. Put yourself in a position where you are with a good producer, good actors, just good people, people with knowledge. And if you, they go to the site, Precious Metal, they they can see probably contact us as well. Of course, now we will not be able to really talk very much, but in the future, I'm always willing to talk to filmmakers about anything. Because I think, and the film festival proves it. You know, I didn't start a film festival to make money. It's a non-for-profit. There's no money there, but it's for the filmmakers, for the benefit of the filmmakers. It was my benefit. I thought it was going to be my benefit, but no, it's for everybody else. And I guess that's the way it was meant to be. But now I am one of those filmmakers that's, you know, getting the benefit from my own film festival, finally. Well, that's that's, just, that's truly very cool. I want to 
reinforce some of the things that you said that I find just really, really cool and, and very amazing. And one of those is is that you know you first and foremost throughout the, the conversation we've had is you've talked about the the people around you and the support that you've had and the people that you connected with and and your wife. And I always try and encourage filmmakers to pay attention to this because. Some people think they have to sacrifice their friends or their family in order to get something done, and they don't. And sometimes they treat their loved ones less than uh, they normally would because they're busy embarking on, you know, career, when in fact, you know, it's it's a lot easier to take people along with you and and have their support and support them during these times. And so it's very, it's very um, wonderful that, that you, you know, uh, acknowledge them, and I and I appreciate that. And I just want to point that out to the listeners. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's a, it's a cool I thing. I also, thing. Go ahead. So just one final thing. You know, um, it just came to my mind last night. We had a beautiful dinner uh, in Naperville with Paul and Fiona, the producer Diana, the care producer Len Glasner, um, and uh, the assistant of Paul Sorvino. And uh, well, first of all, I'm honored to be directing Paul, and I never. Never dreamed in my life I would be able to direct somebody like him, but that's just a, a quick note there. But Paul uh, opened up to me yesterday, but last night was just like uh, um, a great evening between friends. Uh, he told stories that were just amazing. He sang for us. He's got. He's a soprano. He's a, he's a great singer. He's a sculptor. He's a painter. I mean, uh, you should see the sculpture that he does. It's unreal. It's just fabulous. The painting. He's a, he's a writer, of course. He's a director and actor too. And uh, he, he writes. He has he had all different kinds of stuff. He started companies. I mean, this guy is just a, a, a well of information. And um, I I feel really honored to to be his friend and uh, to be able to direct him and. Uh, um, I learned a lot from him already, uh, you know, either by reflection or by work, but I, I learned a lot from him just uh, the last uh, three days while he was here. It's just uh, been amazing. Yeah. No, it's truly, truly fantastic. I want to point out also that Precious Metal, the movie, is the word, as, as you pointed out, Precious is spelled correctly, P-R-E-C-I-O-U-S, Metal, M-E-T-T-L-E, themovie.com also has a Precious Metal the Movie Facebook page and you can visit it and go like it there as well and uh, you can you can connect right to Facebook from uh, Precious Metal the website and also the Twitter address is at Precious Metal with an underscore at the end so Precious Metal underscore and you can go follow them uh, on Twitter as well um, so, can you tell us a little bit about the, the schedule, as as it might be in your head, in terms of, of like your first day tomorrow? Are you working right out of the gate with Paul, or or how does your day, uh, how does the movie schedule uh, unfold for you? Um, we will be shooting in Naperville, and we will be shooting till Sunday, straight six days. Uh, Paul and Fiona. I think uh, Fiona will be off. Uh, at least Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken, and maybe on Friday. Uh, but Paul uh, will be there all six days, night wow. to day. I mean, day to night. <laughs> uh huh. 
Well, that's very exciting. Yeah, no, if I come down, that's going to be exciting too. Just to just to be on the set with with the, yourself and and that caliber of talent, and to to be you know an observer, a fly on the wall. So if the people of of Naperville are you know lucky enough to see her, I want to again mention that the producer is Deanna Cooper, and the you know uh, 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 she's uh, okay. I got stuck here. Um, the movie was I. Uh, Heart Shaky. It was the first independent 3D film of its kind, starring Steve Gutenberg and Beverly Angelo, and uh, mm-hmm. and and the Painter, uh, which is currently in post production, is a movie that she did. And uh, she used to work with Fox and New Line. And the executive producer is Leonard Brink, who um, also produced and wrote DMZ Patrol, uh, Fifth Interest, Fifth Infinite. Infantry Division, Divi- oh jeez, <laughs> Fifth Infantry Division. It's a muscle, uh-huh. right? Right. right. Quang Tri Province, Vietnam, May 1970, a Best Documentary uh, nominee at Naperville as well, and uh, and uh, he is your executive producer, and uh, and it's, you've got such a great. It sounds like you've got such a great team and such a great cast. Um, you know, it's exciting when independent uh, producers and directors can, you know, you know, bring together this uh, type of project and and to shoot mm-hmm. in your own locale. Uh, it's it's a truly difficult time for independent producers. There's lots of people who can, you know, do no budget movies with nobody in it but their friends and and get them made because. You know they they have the passion and desire to do it, and it's another thing when you step up and you you know you you have union cast members and they're working and and things like that, um, and you know and to and to have a a full scheduled movie with with uh, Hollywood talent. I mean that, there's a there's a level of responsibility and undertaking that is so much different when you're working you know one with union cast members. Absolutely. And again, if you go to the website, you see uh, the, the the people that really count. Uh, you know, it's basically the producer, uh, uh, Deanna Cooper. She's just fabulous, and I cannot talk any higher than her because uh, she is fantastic. But she couldn't be what she's doing with us without Leonard. Leonard Brink has uh, brought us what we could never get otherwise, and that's the dream to make this movie. And that dream became reality. And then, uh, again, you know, I, I have to keep on mentioning my wife because that's what it is. I wouldn't be here without her. No, absolutely. That's, that's very, very cool. Well, I tell you what, you know, I'm going to have to have you back, like, after the movie at some point, too, so that oh, you sure. can talk about what the movie-making process or post-production process was like. You know, we'll figure out a time when that works for you. And then, um, of course, we're going to try and see you at the uh, Naperville Film Festival, which comes up in September, right? That's um, in September, but you're going to be busy. The 14th through the 21st. Yep, yep, yep. And in Naperville, and and but you're going to be busy. You go, do you know? Um, do you have an anticipated post schedule in terms of how long you you anticipate the, you know, all the all the post side to take? We are shooting to release beginning of uh, 2014. That's uh, the best I can go about that. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay, so you're going to be busy. I mean, you got the festival coming up. You're going oh, yeah, to post in the movie. Yeah. You know, you you've got a lot on your plate. Yeah. Uh, well, very cool. I'm I'm in the process of of uh, working with Marla. Uh, you know, in in terms of putting together some of the cast members and maybe some of the crew members for additional interviews. 
you know, and and maybe people like uh, Leona, uh, Leanna, and and Leonard, you know, when when we can and stuff like that, as well as cast and and crew, uh, mm-hmm. so that we can have more of uh, precious metal movie conversations going for some time here. Absolutely. And by the way, uh, you know, I cannot mention everyone, but Marva has been doing fantastic marketing work. You know, she's just fabulous and. You know, we talk at uh, 12 o'clock at night and then 6 in the morning, so I know she's up as long, <laughs> if not more, than I do, just like the end. I, uh, it's just like, but again, you know, uh, not to pound the, the horse on, on the back again and over and over, but passion, passion, passion. And uh, if you have the passion, you'll never work a day in your life. Oh, that's a that's an excellent way to, to close the show, that the passion, if you have the passion, you never work a day in your life. That is really Truly a uh, 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 fabulous step. Well, I want to thank you for taking so much time out of out of I know a very busy uh, upcoming shooting schedule, and for being here today when uh, you know you're getting up early to to do so much. So thank you, Edmund. It's been good to talk to you again. Thank you, Rex, for having your show, and uh, I'm looking forward to see you uh, on the set soon. That would be great. And so uh, have a fabulous, fabulous, wonderful shoot. Uh, I'll see you uh, probably by the weekend when, I, when I'm when i able to get there. And um, I'm going to call you in just a couple minutes to, to check back in, and then we will uh, uh, we'll let listeners know when you're going to be back on the show. But I know you're busy for some time. So uh, thank you again, and uh, enjoy enjoy the coming weeks. Thanks for everything, Rex. You bet, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Again, my guest is Mr. Edmund Coyson, and uh, he's directing PreciousMetalTheMovie.com is the uh, website of PreciousMetal underscore at Twitter and PreciousMetalTheMovie at Facebook. Go ahead and check it out. It stars uh, – I've got to get myself in trouble by doing this. So it's got Todd Bridges and Fiona Dourif and uh, uh, Paul Servino and, and so many people in it. And it's shooting it locally in the Chicagoland area. And uh, very much fun to have uh, uh, Edmund on the show today. And it's NaperFilmFest.com. NaperFilmFest.com is the the website for the Naperville Film Festival coming up in September. Excuse me. My guest tomorrow is Mr. Todd Robinson, director of The Phantom. And he's been on the show a couple times before. You're going to want to listen to director Todd. He's, he's a great guest as well. And Julian Adams and Penn Bencham follow on Wednesday and Thursday, respectively. Julian and, and Vin, uh, both uh, uh, great filmmakers in their own right, uh, teamed with Todd to produce the movie and uh, get it done. And it starred, uh, Phantom starred David Duchovny, Ed Harris, William Shake. William Fritchner, Jonathan Shake, Amy Jo Berman, a casting director, spent you know a, more than a decade uh, as a casting director at HBO. Shouldn't be talking about casting and, and advancing your career. So uh, you're going to want to do that. I get to see a cut of a movie I'm in on the 8th as well. So it's a very very busy day from morning to night. So I was going to try and get to uh, the the movie set on the 8th, but I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to do it on the 8th. But definitely want to get down there on the 9th. Doug Richardson on the 11th. Uh, Money Train, uh, Bad Boys, and, oh, wow, Die Hard 2, right? Big movies. Tom Malloy, uh, private, he, he does, uh, he's a producer who funds his own movies by financing. He's going to be talking about that. And he's written a book on, on funding film, and uh, you're going to want to hear that. Alan Cruz coming up on the 13th. Alex Cruz, I'm sorry, Alex Cruz is a martial artist. He's an actor and a tactical consultant, meaning that he 
teaches and talks and consults on you know terrorist anti-terrorist tactics and things and then peter marshall back on the 14th and uh we're going to be continuing the director series on the 14th and then uh, again i'm in los angeles for the month of june 18th to about july 15th something like that so uh you know look me up in los angeles meanwhile leave comments when you listen to these shows leave comments at the player and uh, rate and review the podcast and spend that month if we're on hiatus spend that month listening to uh, the archive shows because you're going to be glad that you did over 400 hours of, of resources, professional people sharing their expertise and their know-how with you, uh, absolutely free. So spread the word on Twitter, spread the word on Google Plus and on Facebook and by phone and by email and in person. We really appreciate it when you do. I went to a very nice film fundraiser for a movie called Oranges by Karina Crady and it's Crady Made Entertainment. Uh, they shot it in Madison, Wisconsin. And uh, I got to see the trailer and went to the event and met uh, some of the cast and crew. It was a very nice event. And I want to give a shout-out to all of them because they did a really, really great job on their fundraiser. And and the movie looks uh, fantastic. Um, Won't be able to see it for a little while, but uh, when it comes out, we'll let you know. And uh, uh, all the best. We're shooting on Serum. Please take out Serum. We're continuing that. It's uh, now, uh, again, in uh, part of it in post with a new editor, and we're looking forward to that. Uh, so many busy things going on here that uh, I'm not going to get into them, but uh, please do follow me on Twitter at RexSykesMovieBT. RexSykesMovieBT is the uh, Twitter address. RexSykesMovie Friends on Facebook is one of the ways that you can find out about my upcoming guests and about past shows as well as RexSykes.com, the official uh, website for uh, RexSykes Movie Beat. And the interviews blog is where all of these interviews are available. You can read the biography of my guests, because I always encourage you that you do that. And inside the biography is the link to listen live or to listen archived. And all recorded interviews are archived and available 24-7 from RexSykes.com, the interviews blog, or from Blog Talk Radio, or from the iTunes stores as a podcast. So please go back and, and to listen to all the shows. Looking forward to um, to seeing you all tomorrow or hearing from you tomorrow. I want to thank all the people who listen live and who listen archived. I love you, and I appreciate your uh, emails and your calls and meeting you in person. Thank you so much for the love and the support. And for all the people who join in the chat room when we are live, it's really cool that you're there. And for all of you people who uh, tweet both before, during, and after the show or put it up on their Facebook walls or on Google+, those of you who spread the word, really, you're golden, you rock, you are awesome, I love you, thank you so much. Because you're not just doing it for me, you're doing it for my guests, and my guests are doing it for all of you. In other words, my guests are coming on and sharing their expertise so that others can listen and benefit and learn and grow and hopefully, like I said, get their projects done sooner rather than later, get them done uh, less costly instead of more costly, Um, overcome hardships and adversity uh, to be inspired and to learn how to advance your own careers. And so when you uh, promote my show, you're promoting my guests, and that's truly uh, the most important part of it. Uh, And then when you share it and you spread the word, you're uh, helping others to benefit from the mentorship that my guests provide. So I want to thank you all for joining us and uh, see you tomorrow with Todd Bridges and have a fabulous day, everybody. So um, until we meet the next time, you know, complete your projects. And uh, that is a wrap. <laughs>